If you know someone who needs to hear something like this, please send it to them because the biggest flaw that we have right now is people are so segregated, so distanced that no one feels like they have anyone they can talk to. Alright, so welcome to the first episode of Let's Unfuck Our Brain. Um, this is kind of like a motivational thing. It's gonna talk. We're gonna talk about uh, mental health issues. We're gonna talk about the limitations that we've set in our own mind. We're gonna break down these barriers because that's what's preventing anyone and everyone from achieving their goals and and having true centered peace. The first thing that we're gonna talk about is the biggest lie of society, which is you can't do something, you can't achieve something. We're all familiar with the expression "where there's a will, there's a way." My name's not Will, so Fox has got to find his own way. When we're children, we're encouraged incessantly. You know, you taking baby steps or crawling. You know, you can do this, you can do this. When we hit toddlers, then it's, okay, you know, use, use your manners. You can do this, you know, say please. Like, we, we're constantly being encouraged. When we hit our teenage years or adulthood, we're constantly getting negative affirmation that we can't do something, we can't learn something, you're not good at this, you're not good at that, you'll never be able to do this. It's a lie. Some people have a natural affinity for things so it comes easier to them. But if you judge a fish's intelligence on its ability to climb a tree, you'll think forever the fish is stupid. There are a lot of things that I'm good at. There are a lot of things that I really suck at. One of the things that I've been repeatedly told in my life that I'm good at is talking to people. Which is ironic because I used to have a real problem with that. I used to suffer from anxiety. Now, you don't need a certificate to be able to help people. You don't need to spend four years in university to be able to give good advice. We all know this. We get advice from lots of people in our lives. One of the best pieces of advice that my grandfather ever gave me was work smart, not hard. He had a grade five education and is one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to break the barrier in your mind that you can't do something. You can if you want to. It is achievable. Fighting depression. I fought depression for years. I figured out a way to get out of it. And these are the things that I want to share because I think everyone should know them. The reason I'm doing this on YouTube versus TikTok is because I can have a longer video on YouTube. And because of the, the complexities of the, of the conversation, I want a little bit more time. So the first thing you need to do is you need to break down the barrier or the, the wall or the fence in your mind that you, you can't be successful or you can't achieve something. Uh, anyone who watches my TikTok knows that right now I'm in a bit of a bad situation. One of the expressions that I learned was life is 10% the situation, 90% your perspective. Right now, going through a bit of a hard time. But my perspective on the situation is there will be improvement. There's no way that you can't improve things. When you, when you hit rock bottom, there's only one place left to go, and that's up. We need to get away from negative thinking. Instead of the, the belief that being depressed causes negative thinking, well, it's been proven that negative thinking causes depression, not the other way around. So if you suffer from depression or anxiety or uh, stress in general, we all get stressed, I get stressed, there's no way around that, but how we deal with it is what's important. How we deal with it will change your life. So if you need to get up, fucking stack a post-it notes and start writing post-it notes and sticking them on your mirror because that's going to help you. Every morning when you get up and brush your teeth, you look at a post-it note, which is, you've got this. You can do this. Today is yours. The second step 
which is much harder, is when something does go wrong, or when something does bad happen, or when something bad does happen. There we go. Us brecken. The the biggest mistake we can make is we focus on it, which again, like I said, this is really hard to not focus on something bad. And we've all heard expressions. Oh, you know, th- bad things happen in threes, and this, that, and the next thing. Get away from that. You need to word flip, because what you say is what your mind believes. So say it out loud. <clears throat> the two most powerful words in the English language are I am. Somebody asks you, how are you? You say, oh, I'm tired, or oh, I'm blue, or whatever. You say that phrase dozens upon dozens of times in a day. So what you need to start doing is you need to start giving yourself that confidence boost. I'm excellent. I'm awesome. I woke up on the right side of the grass. I'm having a good day. Basically, fake it till you make it. And to quote Alfred from Batman Begins, if you pretend to have a little bit of fun, you might have some by accident. And, and that's the whole mentality. If you pretend to be positive, even though you don't want to be, I do this all the time, because like I'll wake up and I'm tired, or I'll wake up and I'm stressed, or I'm frustrated, or I had bad dreams, or my situation just feels overwhelming. Anybody ask me, how are you today? I'm awesome. I'm excellent. I am unstoppable. I'm fantastic. I'm wonderful. I say that to hundreds of people in a day, and by the end of the day, hell, not even by the end of the day, within the first hour, I've said it about 30 times, that I'm great, I'm doing good. I feel good. I feel better. I talked about daily affirmation and how you really need to just force yourself to kind of just be positive. And again, it's a lot easier said than done. So what I wanted to talk about today is actually a survivalist thing. So like wilderness survival camps and stuff like that. They teach you always have a positive mental attitude and it can be really tough. Uh, Stuff goes wrong and you're like, you blew a tire or whatever. Um, when we focus on the negative, that, that diminishes our spirit, it ruins our morale. And morale is a really big thing, and especially in today's day and age. it's Our world is so negative constantly, we're being constantly berated with the news, with social media, with personal drama, etc. It's really hard to stay positive. So I'm going to try and teach you a technique, what I like to call my, my negativity bilge pump. Uh, if you don't know what a bilge pump is, it pumps water out of a ship when it starts taking on water. It's to keep it afloat. When anything bad happens, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. Think of three positive things you can be thankful for. And again, it's not easy. This is going to take some time and practice to reprogram your brain. So just to use the, the, you blew a tire on the side of the road, okay? So now you're late for work or your appointment or whatever you're going to do. And you're stressed, you're upset, you're annoyed, you've got to change the tire or call CAA if if you don't know how. This is where the the negativity bilge pump comes in, which is, so what are three things that I'm grateful for? Well, one, I was able to pull over safely. Uh, Two, it was just a tire, it's easily replaced. Three, I might be late, but at least I'm safe, okay? If you're in a situation, just to use a personal example, um, my landlords are moving back on August the 1st, so we have to move out. Uh, rental market in my area is terrible. I mean, grossly disgusting. So with this bilge pump is the stress of what are my family and I going to do? 
Well, here's the three good things. One, we'll be together no matter what. Two, we've had an offer from a friend of ours to come stay with them, which is going to be chaotic if that's what it comes down to, but the kids will have a blast. They have four kids. We have four kids. It's going to be a nightmare for the adults, but the kids will love it. Okay, and third and most importantly is in that worst case scenario, because the other adults in the house will be splitting the, the, the expenses, we'll actually be able to save a considerable amount of money. Now, in survival training, they teach you, like I said, to, to always appreciate the little things. So, if you're stranded somewhere, take in the scenery, take in the view. Right? Like, keep that, keep that positivity going in your mind. Like, yes, this is a crappy situation. I'm stuck in the woods, but listen to the birds. Listen to the, the breeze going through the trees. Just take a minute to absorb what's going on and all of the positivity that you can because positivity is out there. It is a thing. Uh, just like manifestation is not to sound... Uh, I don't even know what the term is, a spiritual, but whatever you put out, you get back. And this is a thing, okay? This is actually a thing, and I've seen it, I've witnessed it in my life repeatedly, and it's kind of one of those little, like, best-kept secrets. So I'm going to make it not a best-kept secret. What you put out, you get back. <clears throat> if you're negative and you're miserable, which, I mean, there are days where I'm negative and miserable. It's just, I'm human, okay? But... When you start putting out positivity towards others, you start getting it back. And it can be something as simple as taking the time to legitimately ask somebody, how are you? And if they give you just the, the, the nonchalant, socially acceptable, oh, I'm okay, or oh, I'm good, that's where the conversation normally ends. But if you stop and actually look at them and say, no, 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 I, I mean that, like, how are you doing? Especially right now with COVID season, times are tough, okay? Times are tough for a lot of people. Maybe not for everyone financially, but a lot of a, a lot of people are suffering with some severe mental health issues because they're disconnected, they're disenfranchised, they have no morale. So you taking that 30 seconds to legitimately inquire as to how someone is sincerely might make their day, their week, their month. Okay? So we're coming up on the five-minute mark. So here's your here's your homework assignment for today. And I'd love to hear feedback on how it goes, okay? If anything happens that's negative, you drop your plate of food on the floor or whatever, write down or say aloud three things that are positive about that negative event. Life is not like a balloon. One little prick will not ruin your day unless you let it. My name is Fox, and I want to help you be the best you you can be. Cheers. Happiness versus loneliness. So the biggest mistake most people make, I'm just going to jump right into this, is they rely on other people to make them happy. Okay? I've done it. You've done it. Most people have done it. <clears throat> My children do it. They get miserable if dad doesn't come and immediately do what they want me to do. They're relying on me for their happiness, and it's a bad habit. Okay? Because relying on, on a, someone else to make you happy, what this does is it puts one, puts them on a pedestal. Okay? You're idolizing them because they make you happy. Two, you are now subjected, your happiness is now subjected to their schedule. 
which can be detrimental because there are times where you need to be happy but they're not around or they're too busy or if they're not around or they have something else to do you then feel neglected which brings me to my next point which is by relying on somebody else for your happiness first and foremost it takes too much energy to make somebody else happy which is why generally those kind of environments or situations or relationships are very short-lived why we call it the honeymoon phase in the beginning of a relationship because you're all lovey-dovey going out of your way to make each other happy as you get more comfortable it's not that you get more complacent you just don't have the energy to put out because it's not as new and as and as exciting my wife and i have a phenomenal relationship and the reason why is because when we both got together we both went through hell and back and before we got together we were content we were happy being single parents we were happy on our own one of the things a lot of people don't know is being content does not mean you don't want more it means that you appreciate what you already have one of the other main influencers for not being truly happy and content with yourself is shame or guilt okay i've gained weight i'm trying to lose it shame guilt just like debt they're all great motivators until they're not um because once you get away from that shame or guilt then you no longer have that motivation and a lot of people go well positive reinforcement so i'm going to give you a personal example i was seeing a girl i smoke and she shamed me and guilted me about smoking it's bad for me it's stupid for me it is i know that it is it's also really addictive and i have spent years trying to quit unsuccessfully guilt and shame and positive reinforcement made me quit i felt bad she didn't like it we were happy when we were together she didn't want me to smoke so i didn't everything was great until we were no longer in that kind of a, a close relationship or close proximity and then guess what started smoking again so shame guilt or debt even they're great motivators until they're not so i've been working on losing weight i am working on quitting smoking but it's not because i'm trying to do it for my wife it's not because i'm trying to do it because i feel guilty or i feel ashamed that i smoke or that i've gained weight no 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 i'm trying to do it for my own improvement okay cuz i never stop working on myself i never stop trying to make myself better like i said the post up notes on the mirror i am whatever i've got this this day is mine if you want to learn how to fix a car you don't go to a veterinarian you go to a mechanic okay you got to learn from people the skills that you want to learn one of the skills that i've been trying to learn is self success okay so not just self improvement but self success so what have i been doing i've been not only trying to surround myself with successful people but i've been watching what successful people do and this even comes down to confidence self confidence it comes down to financial success and one of the things that uh, a lot of the financially successful people that i've seen do is they set their goals but they set their goals in a weird way So just to use the finances as an example, I want to be able to say that I've got 3 months worth of expenses in my savings account for a rainy day. When I achieve that, the problem that happens with a lot of people myself, especially when you live paycheck to paycheck, is when you achieve your financial goal or you go I want to have money in my savings account and you start to have money in your savings account Well, then buying things seems really like a good idea. Well, I have this money saved up and I have really wanted X, Y, or Z. And then you go buy it. So this is one of those debt-fueled goals. I want to get out of debt. Okay, now that I'm out of debt, I can be a little more reckless with my money. 
we do the same thing with our mental health. Well, I'm happy now, being the way that I am, I'm going to go involve myself with somebody, or I'm going to go take on more responsibility, or I'm going to go apply for that promotion at work. But when you're in a situation where you've met your first goal, that is not the time to jump out and go, I'm going to do my own thing. No, what you need to do is you need to keep that methodology of success. And I have personally failed at this many times in my life. And this is the first time where I'm actually following these steps and things are improving. Because I'm content. I am truly content with my life. Even though things are weird right now and we're working on getting ready to move and whatnot, I am content because I've been taking my own damn advice and it's put me in a way better place. And the mentality that, that kind of spawned this or the analogy that I'd like to give you just is kind of like homework is find your Goldilocks zone, okay? If a flower gets too much sun, it burns. If it gets too much rain, it drowns gets too little sun it starves and too little rain it withers so there's got to be a goldilocks zone in your life for your personal growth the first thing that starts with being content you got to be in your own dirt and ready to grow and i don't mean dirt in a negative sense i mean soil like rich soil and where humans get that rich soil starts up here nikolai tesla one of the most brilliant minds said that matter never ceases to exist and the only way you'll understand the universe is if you stop thinking about what you see and start thinking about it as matter energy and vibrations humans manipulate matter through vibrations I'm doing it with you right now by talking to you what you put out becomes permanent until it becomes manipulated again when you vocalize positivity, you are literally adding positive vibrations to the world. Which, until it gets turned around and manipulated into negative, is negative. So do your part and contribute to positivity in the world, and you will contribute to positivity in your own reality. Oh, the homework. I want you to write down a list of five things. Five things that would make you content with your situation. And then only focus on one at a time. Don't make it unobtainable. Make it realistic and achievable. Five things. Today's episode is called Hanging Yourself with Hate. So, I've always had anger problems. Like, I've had anger management issues that I've actually... I haven't grown out of, but I've learned to control. In my mid-twenties, I actually learned that I could channel whatever emotion I was feeling into anger and then use it constructively, which is kind of a, a handy thing, but I was still constantly angry. Hate and anger are like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die from it. So just take a second to let that sink in. Hate and anger is like drinking poison yourself and expecting your enemy to die from it. So how do we free ourselves from this? That, that's what becomes the apparent question, okay? And the, it's a very simple answer. Forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is really hard, especially when someone's harmed you or wronged you emotionally. It's really, really difficult to forgive them. Especially with the old adage, forgive and forget. Well, 
I think that's been misconstrued, and the reason why is because you can forgive somebody for their trespass against you, but you don't need to forgive them for them. You need to forgive them for you. You don't need to forget what happened. I think the, the term forgive and forget means forgive and stop letting that particular situation continue to influence you. Instead of forgiving people, what do we do? We build up emotional walls, we build up psychological walls, we become afraid uh, to trust other people again because we've been wronged, we've been hurt, that kind of stuff. So when, when somebody does wrong you, you can forgive them. And forgiving somebody does not mean that you're going to open yourself up to allowing them to repeat their actions. Because never forget, an apology without change is manipulation. So when I say you need to learn to forgive and forget, you mean what I mean is you need to learn to forgive people who have wronged you and stop thinking about how they wronged you. Because that's just being toxic. It's internal toxicity. And it will increase your toxicity level in your brain of, of negative thinking and of, of cortisol, which is the chemical your body produces as a stress hormone. The other thing is holding grudges. Holding a grudge is, is the equivalent of an Olympic swimmer putting on lead boots before they jump in the water. Sure, it might help them train, but they don't wear them on race day or else it's just going to be a complete... They're equipping something that's going to prevent them from being successful. It's the same thing with your brain. Holding onto a grudge is holding onto negativity, and you can't. You've got to get rid of it. Because that's the only way that you're actually going to heal. Holding a grudge or holding on to hate is like constantly picking a, a wound that's scabbing. So that's not helping it heal. What you need to do is you, if you get a wound, you get stitches or you use glue and then you put a bandage on it so it doesn't become infected. It's the same mentality with emotional trauma or psychological trauma is you need to effectively deal with it and then set it up so that it can heal and not get infected. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Everybody knows that quote because we love Yoda in my house anyways. So everybody in my house knows it. And that's, that's the issue is people think that forgiveness will magically heal you. And it won't. Okay? It's not going to work instantaneously. It's not going to be like, I forgive you. And then boom, you're done. No, you really have to be able to forgive people from your heart. And that's the hard part is because the mind, the mind and the heart are connected. They're interconnected, but they're not. So, and I don't mean physical heart for anybody who's super technical. What I mean is emotional uh, cognizance and psychological cognizance are two different things. You need to be able to psychologically forgive somebody. And whether that be by being empathetic to understanding why they did what they did or not, or didn't do what they were supposed to, or forgiving somebody from the bottom of your heart going, you know what, they screwed up, they did something seriously wrong, I forgive them, I will no longer be spiteful. Because that's going to remove the fear of other people. It's going to remove the fear of actually giving people trust. And don't trust blindly. You want to give trust to people who earn it. But you want to be able to put yourself in a situation where you can do that. Because, let's face it, our entire existence, humans are a very social creature. So we need that, that human interaction. We need that connection which is one of the reasons why so many people right now are struggling with mental health is because of all of this social distancing. You can't go see your friends and family. You can't go out and hang out and do things and be active. You're stuck locked in your own house. But what's worse than that is you're actually stuck and locked inside your own head. So just like getting stitches and putting a band-aid on a wound, it doesn't heal instantly. It does take time. It's the same thing. But the first step that you got to do is you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your your mental health before you can worry about anything else. There's a difference between avoidance and insulation. 
avoiding situations or avoiding people is not healthy because it's that it's putting yourself on an island which is not good for you but you do also need to insulate yourself so if somebody has betrayed you or somebody has turned on you it there's nothing wrong with removing them from your from your presence from your immediate circle because they've lost that that ability to be in your inner circle they've broken that trust without trust you can't have anything so remember spite is literally like psychological poison okay so homework assignment for this week or this day i shouldn't say week homework assignment for today write down a list of things that have seriously been traumatic in your life okay people who have wronged you whether it be a significant other a friend a sibling whatever write down what they've done that's that wronged you that ruined your trust in them and forgive them try and forgive them understand their trespass against you and go you know what they did something really wrong i'm an awesome person there is no reason for them to have done that to me take the ownership maybe i wasn't as much of a good person at the time if you weren't because i know for myself i've been an asshole before i've done things to people that i regret and i've gone and asked them for forgiveness but most people don't understand it properly so they can't they can say yeah sure i forgive you and they really don't so not only do you need to forgive other people you got to forgive yourself So write down five times other people have done things to you that you need to forgive because you're holding on to that baggage. Because you can't accept tomorrow's gifts if you're still holding on to yesterday's baggage. And the same thing goes write down a few things or five things that you've done to somebody else. And if you can go ask for forgiveness. If you don't get it, that's okay. Forgive yourself. You made the attempt. And if they do forgive you, guess what? you're starting to repair a bridge that you burned and that's better for you it's better for them it's better for anyone around you my name is fox and i hope this helps you have a great day